Hello and welcome to our new football podcast for Grass Half Empty. As always, your host, Jazz and Sohail. Uh, with me today, uh, we've got Ed King, against his will, actually. Uh, he wants to warm up for Portsmouth to lose against Sunderland so he can celebrate Kenny Jacket getting sacked. How are you, Ed? Uh, well, give me, give me about two hours and I'll tell you how I'm doing, depending on the results. I've never wanted Portsmouth to lose so badly in my life. So we'll, uh, we'll see. Talk me through it. What's the woes? What what's caught you to this what's point? What's the woes? What's the woes? Four years, four years in the League One. The Kenny Jacket at the helm, floundering. Same old recipe. Same old recipe. You start off looking good. You're top by Christmas, and then you fall away. Poor signings. He's purged the team of any sort of quality, any young talent, anybody from Portsmouth. Get rid of them. Anybody with a bit of backbone. He just wants. Is this the dinosaur? He just. He's the Jose Mourinho of League One. <laughs> without the trophies, believe me, without the trophies. And he's four years, like unprecedented in football, four years of failing to get Portsmouth without League One. And you lose to Northampton in the relegation zone. You're 4 0 down in 22 minutes and you still don't get sacked. Uh, you go on Sky Sports and you get turned over by Sunderland. And then we're playing. The only reason he seems to still have his off is because they're. We're playing Salford in the uh, Checker Trade Trophy that was we got to last year. Uh, and that's been redone, followed by the, this season's final. So at least we've still got some silverware to look forward to. <laughs> so he is actually Jose Mourinho then, off that level. Yeah. Um, right, well, I mean, that's why I like. To, I want to go to you first, because you're going to be quite positive about their teams, and I want to just get the negativity out in the podcast. So we do have with us uh, Marcus Hill, who the Jairus have brought it home, Merck, 55 or 1, whatever way you want to look at it. Um, <laughs> well, how, how are you doing, mate? <laughs> very well, very well. 55, um, look on the UEFA website. <laughs> <laughs> and with him, we've got uh, a return of uh, Sonny Erskine, who uh, Chelsea have had a nice little turnaround. Although your boy Lamps is gone, though, must be a bit bittersweet. Yeah, it is, but I can't argue with the results, can you? Yeah, I, I mean, well, let's, put, let's start there. Then. Let's, go, let's go to Chelsea first. Uh, your thoughts on the sacking, Sonny, to start with? getting rid of Lampard, do you think he should have got a bit more time? Like, you've seen what all this done. He's had times where he could have been chucked, and now United are second. I don't know how they're second, but they're second. And uh, the team's playing all right. Do you think Lamps deserved a bit longer? Or, and after that question, thoughts on the signing with Tuchel? Without the um, of this result. Well, <laughs> yeah, like, obviously, as, like, any Chelsea fan, be, like, you upset that Lampard went just because he's such a good, like, history and stuff. Um, and I probably should have got more time. I don't like Ole as an example because I think he's a complete fraud. I don't know how they're second. They're terrible. Um, but yeah, I was upset. But now two goals come in. We like don't concede. I think it's he's matched the record of Mourinho back in 0405 when we conceded 15 all year. So like, and we're winning games again. So I'm actually delighted. Like the Atletico result, I think was the big one. You play some awful football, though. Like, uh, yeah, but like, Chelsea fans have been used to it. I don't, I results <laughs> over it. I'd rather take a trophy than some like, yeah, beautiful football and get you fourth. Like, I mean, Ed, have you watched much of Chelsea? Any, any thoughts on to call the change from Lampard? Yeah, I think that he's got the results. Um, that's about as much as you could say. Uh, he's, he's got the results. I was, I was pretty sad for Frank. I like Frank, but I mean. You can't really argue with the results. He's winning games. 
Yeah, Lamps. Regardless of the football. Yeah, Lamps had kind of lost it a bit. Um, Mark, we'll, we'll go on to you, mate. Obviously, you might have some some things on Chelsea, but uh, what's let's let's go on to happier times for you. Fifty five was secured. Celtic fans crying on Twitter. Uh, what uh, what was what was the highlight for you? Was it more winning the title or watching the Celtic meltdown? See, the first thing to say, it's a nice extra argument in the Gerard's better than Lampard thing. <laughs> um, no, they're just happy. Just uh, so good, like so 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 good. It's I've uh, since the, the first time I was on the podcast, I have watched a lot of Scottish football, and I've changed my mind slightly. I think you're right. It is horrid this year, Bar Rangers. <laughs> it is Rangers plus 11. Um, but still, very, very happy because this was such a long time coming. And regardless of what you want to call what happened in 2012 and if you're like the new club or whatever argument, but still, to come back from how far behind you were and even in the last three years since Gerard's been there, like, just crazy. Like, the, remember, like, you need to see. The, the comparison of some of the players that played the last game the Rangers had before Gerard the 5-5 draw at Hibs, got a guy, Andy Halliday, for start, who's now just a podcast person, barely plays football, and now you've got left-back Borna Barisic, who will probably be starting left-back for Croatia. It's, yeah, it's really impressive, really happy. Hopefully yeah. we get this now, you know, Gerard. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing for Eddie. Obviously, you've got some uh, co-workers. I've had a few things to say over the over the course of the years. Uh, I'm just guessing you were a bit smug on Monday, mate. Going in, I was, yeah. I was loving it as well. I've been, I've been, I've been right on the Rangers side for the last few years, and and then they come, they, they take, they take it home. Uh, it's been, it's been sweet, it's been sweet. And then I was a little bit sad that they couldn't go and do it at Celtic Park. Now it's going to be a bit of a you know, none of the bet. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think they're going to give them the, the guard of honour? Yeah, Mark, do you need to get a guard of honour? Nah, it's the same as everything. Like, it, I think a few years ago, Celtic came uh, Ibrox as league champions and they said that they would give us a guard honour had the roles been reversed because I don't think Rangers gave them it. And now we'll see. Exactly the same. They'll not. But, and fair enough, it's... You just can keep that down in England. We like the philosophy up here. <laughs> <laughs> proper, proper football. That proper football. None of this no guard honor. honor. <laughs> None of this crap. Sonny, have you caught much of, his, of the of the Gerard resurgence uh, north of the border, mate? Uh, my flatmate's a very, very fake Rangers fan, so <laughs> I watch. I watch a bit of it. I like it. They are so. They're just so much better. I watch them in the Europa League, and actually, are all right. But like Scottish football generally is just. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. I was gonna. So I've got a question for you. So I was listening to the Six to Six podcast. Um, like you know they do like phone-ins every Saturday and Sunday. Robbie Savage, Chris Sutton, and they always get these like retarded fans come on and say stupid stuff. But one of the guys came on and said something, and I was like, that's actually so interesting. I'll see what the guys think. So he said, is it more impressive that Fark is top with Norwich and winning the championship than Gerrard winning the Scottish Premier League? And I, because I, I mean, I know which way Mark's gonna go, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go to him first. But the championship is a very, very competitive league, and to win it as comfortably as they are, you can make the case that that is more impressive than Gerard winning a two-horse race where one of the horses is still in the stable. So, what do you guys think? So, Ed, I'll go to you first. So, what one's more impressive in your eyes? No way. There's no comparison. That's a ludicrous question. Stevie G, the job he's managed to do there with the, with the team he's put together. I mean, 
you can't take it as just a one season job. He's he's turned it around. He's turned it around totally. Uh, yeah, yeah, but know, I mean, you, you, you can say in general. Yeah, but you can say it's a more competitive league in the championship, yeah. But it's a different, it's a totally different scenario. It's a, it's a totally different job that you've had, you've been asked to do, and to take Norwich back to the Premier League. I mean, yawn. How many times? Uh, how many times is backwards and forwards the yo-yo to, to get a to speak to to Fraser Laidlaw after famous Samari Cooper uh, comments? But this is a man who thinks they shouldn't be allowed to get promoted because they keep coming up and going back down. And I agree with him. It's boring. It's yeah. not even that impressive. I mean, he's done he's done a good job at Norwich. He's a good job, but it's not like the the, the change that Gerard's managed to to put together over the last few years is is unbelievable. Is, but uh, taking it as a general thing is what I mean. Is the Championship a harder league to win than the Scottish Premier League? If you're right, yeah, of course. Because you've got yeah. two you've got two teams compared to a wide range of teams. But the the job that he's done is is more impressive in my opinion. Sorry, what about you, mate? What's your, what's your far? I think winning the championship is far more impressive than winning the Scottish League. But Gerard's job is like being top tier. Like he is, they haven't lost anything in the league, and they're miles clear. Like it is very impressive, and I do agree that Norwich is just boring now. It's too you. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I'd go to you, Mark, but I, I know which way this is going. No, no, I would say, honestly, with stuff I said, I really like the Championship. It's a good league, but I don't think there's a really fair comparison because, see, even although absolutely, like, if you look at chances of winning the league in Scotland, if you, you're going to be Rangers or Celtic now to win it, but it'd be more like looking at, like, a team like, say, Wickham with a difference in budget to Norwich and saying... See, winning the league with Wickham, that would be a Wickham. I don't know. Wickham, Wickham. Wickham. The, the team that are really far bottom. <laughs> yeah, them. Like, it'd be yeah, like you know, saying, if they won the championship with them, now that is definitely more impressive. But, yeah, I was, uh, you know what we are, it's definitely good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> okay. It's just something that it's just something that got asked. Uh, it got asked in the podcast. And I thought it was quite an interesting question because people do say the championship is one of the hardest leagues to get out of. Um, and you yeah, have to see that. Have a look at League One. That's Kenny Jacket, how to get out of League One. Have an for you. Maybe you should get Lampard in, mate. He's, you took Derby from six to six in the championship. So Believe me, that you should see that the one best thing about when your manager's getting sacked is when you go on the fan forums and see who, who the, you know, oh, we might be able to get, you know, Mourinho might be out the door. You know, he might be interested. <laughs> Eddie Howe or Frank Lampard, bring him in on a short-term deal. So yeah, Have you seen the Aberdeen... Yeah, 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 the the boy that's third favourite is just some <laughs> fan and his like yeah. mates screwed in the betting company. He's yeah. the year above my flatmate at school, and he said like, "Don't know what's happened, but my mates have my third favourite manager, like the manager of Aberdeen." <laughs> that just shows how little Sky know about Scottish football. <laughs> they they are embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> like that'll do that. This this chap, who's he? Yeah, he'll do. Um, so let's move on to more. Uh, like obviously, like, carrying on the Rangers before we move on to Premier League. Uh, I have to say, like, it's, it has been really impressive what they've kind of done this year. With like, I think it's nine goals conceded, Mark, in the league uh, all year. Yeah, um, obviously unbeaten. Probably will go up most of if they beat Celtic. I think they'll go up unbeaten all year. Uh, in Europe, you can obviously say that they, I've always been in the thing of it's a cup competition. Anything can happen, but they have been very impressive, and it wouldn't shock me if they get further in the cup in in, in Europe. Um, so it has been very impressive from Gerard, uh, which takes us quite quickly on to Liverpool just now, because obviously Liverpool are on a bit of a downturn. 
a lot of speculation that, oh, Klopp's out, Gerard in the summer. I mean, in my eyes, that sounds so stupid because like Klopp just won the Champions League and the Premier League a couple of years ago. Gerard is still finding his feet. Uh, he's doing very well, but he's still finding his feet. Uh, give him a couple more years. There's no rush in it and see if he continues his trend and you're not in a Lampard-Chelsea situation. Um, Ed, do you think do you think Gerard could take over at Anfield this summer? Is it... Uh, I don't know. I mean, in an ideal world, you, you give him a bit more time, and you know, maybe he goes from Rangers to to not quite Liverpool, and then to Liverpool. But you know, if Klopp goes, I don't know where Liverpool go really, other than Gerrard. I mean, uh, do they go for a restock gap, or you know, it just seems almost like the perfect situation where where Gerrard comes off this meteoric rise, and Klopp kind of falls away, and then he comes into to Liverpool and. It would be like Lampard, I guess, if the opportunity arises, it's almost too good to turn down and he'll just end up taking it and hopefully it doesn't, the same thing doesn't happen, but it probably would happen. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the downturn in Liverpool. Like last time, Sonny, when you were on, mate, we were all, I think Liverpool were top or I think they were top and Spurs were second. I think they just played each other and Spurs had just lost to them. A lot has changed in the last three months. Um what what have you kind of made of the whole Liverpool love playing the victim? We got too many injuries. All this, I think it's deeper than that. I think it's not just the injuries. Obviously, it makes it. It isn't. Uh, it's not ideal losing the best centre back in the world or one of the two best centre backs in the world. But uh, I mean, you still allegedly have the best full backs in the world, and uh, you know the, the front three and the midfield and everything. Um, is is it? Is there something deeper at Liverpool that's causing them to lose six in a row at home now? Yeah, um, I think it, I think they've just been too stubborn. I don't think they're changing anything. Like they're playing this high defensive line with Van Dijk, and it like works all well. But Kabak is one of he's horrendous. He's so out of his depth. Um, him up like trying to do the same thing, it's just never gonna work. They just need to adapt a bit, I think. And because like every team's had lots of injuries, like Leicester, they've been done badly with injuries all year, and look where they're going. They're flying. So. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And uh, Ed, I'm really confused, mate. Trent's meant to be unreal. Like, what's going on? Oh, if I'm going to make this game at uh, 7.45, we won't go into Trent. We don't need another statistical dive on how he's garbage. He, he's, been, he's been struggling. I mean, the lad's been struggling, but so has everybody in that team. They just look, it's, it's almost hard to believe. They just look so low on confidence. And what's is that, is that six straight losses at Anfield? Is yeah, so the stat that came out today was they were three months ago, they were close to breaking Chelsea's home record of winning. They were not uh, close. Oh, oh, unbeaten, sorry. They were going for it. And now they are close to beating Sunderland's 10 loss record at home in a row. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just madness how they've, they've kind of crumbled. Uh, do you think? Any chance of Klopp having lost to the dressing room, or is it just confidence is completely gone, Mark? I think that he's not been backed this year. I, I really think he's not been backed. I, I really don't like Klopp. I, I think it's <laughs> very irritating now that he's stopped winning and just is making excuses for everything. But I, I would give him some juicy. I don't think he really got back because they need to go out and buy every like everybody. Surely you need a, a centre back proper centre-back in January because they've never got Gomez or Van Dijk or whoever else they've got. But Matip, the, yeah. Mat- yeah, Matip, that's the one. But the Kabak boy, he's awful as <laughs> who it was Sonny or Ed said, he yeah. is horrendous. That Ben Davies 
testing to Liverpool. It's a strange move at whatever age he is. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I don't think he's lost the dressing room as such, but yeah, he needs, he needs to get some reinforcements in in some capacity. Maybe mix it up, get rid of the old centre-back up front, Robbie Firmino, get somebody else <laughs> somebody who wants to score. I mean, that's it's, it's one of those things where I think Liverpool fans are all like, oh, we'll get Van Dijk back and we'll be class next year. I genuinely don't think it's as simple as get Van Dijk back and they'll be class because I know Van Dijk makes a difference to them defensively, but they've not been scored. They've just not looked that good going forward, like at all. And uh, we were talking about this. I think I shared a clip with uh, Ed where uh, Thiago stopped the counter-attack. And like the signing of him has just been like, he's gone from being... Beautiful. Yeah, one of the best midfielders uh, in in the world to, to basically being a non-factor. Um, so has it been an issue of just making the wrong calls in the transfer window? Like I, I don't know, I I can't really put my finger on it. Um, yeah, Sunny, any any anything else to add on on Liverpool? I don't think like sign saying signing Thiago was like a bad decision because it was like world class. I don't think he suits their system. Like he sort of slows the tempo down. Whereas you're usually like Henderson, I'll just lump it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean Henderson. Um, Henderson and Fabinho playing at the center, at the back obviously has affected them a lot. Um, and I think I think I know what everyone says like oh Fabinho like we've lost Gomez. Dude, Gomez like, and Matip. Gomez and Matip are crap. Like Gomez and I, I think Gomez is dreadful. But Gomez is the only people rate him because he's class on FIFA 21. Like, he's actually not that good in real life. And Joel Matip is okay. I think Fabinho is better than both of them. So the only really, when Liverpool fans say that we've lost so many players, the only person they've lost is Van Dijk. I don't think anyone else they've lost. As Mourinho said in one of his interviews, a classic Mourinho, where he's like, oh yeah, so they've basically lost Van Dijk and a bunch of squad players. Like, I can name you a lot of under-23s we've lost if you want to play that game. <laughs> like, which is it's completely fair. Like, if you want to play the victim, you can. Um, yeah, I, I think it's something deeper in Liverpool. Um which yeah, I don't really know. Eddie, let's go. Let's move on. Let's move on from this Liverpool stuff. And top four, we've got a couple of rising teams. Obviously, the Chelsea are back in it. Um, but have you got? Do you think Moyes is going to take them to the Champions League? Do you think West Ham have it in them? They look really good, Dan. I, I haven't seen so much of West Ham early on, but I've watched them the last couple of games or the last three or four games, and they look they look, they look good. They played really well against Man City. Uh, they were. They were unlucky not to come away with something. Um, and they played well against Leeds. I think it was like oh, last night, yeah, Monday night. Um, Lingard, I guess. <laughs> looks, like looks like a different player. He's just, he scored those first two goals in the first game and everybody was kicking off. And I was thinking, oh, you know, they were scrappy goals. He's still garbage. But to be fair on the lad, he, he looks he looks a different level. He just looks, he just looks at home there and... They look a great team. I think they can do it. I think of, of all those teams in there, I think they're the ones that are coming on the strongest right now. I think they're gonna they're gonna nestle nicely in the top four. I'd love to see them do it as well. I'd love to see them do it. Yeah, they I must. Think... Go on, Mark. Sorry, they say they must be the team that's getting benefited from not having the fans there a lot because their fans get on the back quickly at that horrible yeah. athletic stadium. But yeah. that Suchek that they have is some player. Yeah, yeah. Suchek. Suchek. Yeah. I really like yeah. him. There you go. Yeah, their team is incredible. And Sonny, as a Chelsea fan, obviously, I think you're in fourth just now, but they've got a game in hand on you, so they go above you if they win. 
Uh, and no, I don't. No, I don't think they do. Time, oh, they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they go. They go fourth if they win their game in hand. Uh, that was a big result against Everton for you because they were in the same race. Uh, having watched that game, what's your what's your thoughts on Everton as a contender for top four? Like, I don't. Think they, I don't think they look that good against you, but they've kind of pulled off some results recently. I think if they get top four, like it'll all be Ancelotti, really. Um, like they didn't look very good against us. Pickford like had a blinder. Um, That's such a weird statement. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. I hate Pickford, but he, like he did play very well, apart from the penalty. Um, but I don't think Everton. I, for a while, I thought they'd be in contention, but I don't think they will be. Like West Ham look a lot better than them to get it. Yeah, yeah but. Yeah. The way Tuchel's sort of setting us up, I think, will be... We're sort of very hard to beat, and we've got, like, a run of five games now we should win. Um, hopefully put us in a good position. I think we'll sneak it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all about that new manager bounce, mate. Wait for the little crash. Um, no, it hasn't been a bounce. Like, if we're about to be 4-0 wins. <laughs> it's just sneaky 1-0s. We're about to bounce into our big results. It's a small um, bounce, just above it's, the it's, 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 Yeah. <laughs> um... Well, and I know Ed, you love love a bit of Jose bashing and a bit of Spurs bashing. So Spurs are back in it a bit as well now after a few good results. Gareth Bale, mate, love scoring against crap teams. Uh, the boys back. Yeah. Your, do you think do you think Spurs have a shot at top four again, or do you think it's a little what's it called plaster over the cracks? <laughs> I think it is. I think uh, boys again again they've they've kind of impressed me in the last couple of games. Bale's come back in. You love to see it. You know everybody wants to see him him, him do well, but. Um, yeah, you kind of feel like as soon as they've got to play somebody decent, or you know, put any sort of backbone together and, and, and grind out a result, they'll they'll ship they'll ship goals. They, 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 I just don't think I just don't think Mourinho's done a good job. I'll be honest with you. I know you say that he hasn't had the backing and he hasn't got the squad and this that and the other, but I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you say that. I mean, Ed, if if I give you a back four of Eric Dyer, Davinson Sanchez, Doherty, and Ben Davis. You'll be shipping goals in big games. <laughs> like, you just will. I don't know. I don't know. I think you could have done more in the transfer window. And you look at the other teams that are in there. And you look at, you know, any other year, I probably would agree with you. But right now, you're looking at the teams with, you know, Everton, West Ham. I know they've got a couple of couple of good players for their level. But, but, but Tottenham should be. They should be in and amongst that. And they should have been competing this year. But every time they have any sort of a challenge, they, they fold like a cheap suit. And I just think jo- <laughs> Jose, he's... I don't. Th- I'm not impressed with what he's done there. To be honest, I don't think they're playing. I don't think he's set them up to be hard to to, to beat in big games. And I don't. I'm not seeing enough from them. Yeah. Uh, I think. Well, I, I don't think, think they'll be top four. I think the worst thing that happened to Spurs this year was beating City two 0 playing that way, because I think that gave Jose. Ah, oh, if we can beat City by just camping in our box and letting Kidd and Son do what they, what they want, it's the best way forward. Whereas, like the absolute demolished Man U six one at the start of the year when they're playing attacking football playing and I think he's recently gone back to playing like basically a 4-2-3-1 whereas he's been playing so much 4-2-3 with three holding mids essentially um and I really like the look of the team when they have Kane, Son, Bale and it's Lucas Moura now I'm not a big Lucas Moura fan I won't lie to you I think he's pretty average uh Bergwijn's better but like that's that for me is like a really good way to set up just because Kane and Son can do a lot, but they can't do everything on their own. Like, they need help. Um, and, I mean, I'll go to you, Sonny. I, personally, I think if if they took Kane and Son on that team, that's a bottom-half Premier League team. Like, that team is not great. 
Yeah, they're not very good at all. Well, Bale, I don't know if I trust like how good Bale is. He's had two, three games. But I think um I think Hoiberg is like really good. I, I mean Hoiberg, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he could play most teams. Um, but yeah, I agree. They're a couple of players away from being very, very buying average. Very bang, yeah, exactly. That's the, I thought you said very good. I was like, I don't think that, that's true, but yeah, very bang average indeed. And uh, what about Ndombele, Mark? Have you watched? Have you watched a bit of him, mate? He's got he's got something about him. Yeah, I was going to say before uh, somebody mentioned Hoiberg, Son, Kane plus nine is how I look at Tottenham. Just any <laughs> of the rest of them, just a team full of squad players. Um, we've had discussions before, Jazz, about Harry Winks again, <laughs> and Eric Dyer. Those two. Fraud's not even the right word because to be a fraud you need to be kind of at least pretending to be something. He's pretending to be shit. It's (laughs) strange. But yeah, I I like uh, Ndombele after what a wee bit of rocky start at Tottenham looked like he was going to be out the door and then come on to be one of their better, one of the other nine that's not (laughs) Kane and Sod. But I I don't think they'll be anywhere near top four. I think, I don't know. I I can't think that. Man U Man U Leicester seem to have second and third right well Leicester love Leicester, a fall off yeah, I Leicester. don't know about Leicester yeah uh, well, I, I think they say Man City and United are probably guaranteed top four right uh, I I'd be shocked in the league I can't hurt, but I don't even know if United are guaranteed it no yeah I would agree with that sort of as well right yeah. let's, well let's, let's just go around let's see what the, what the boys do and then Mark give me your give me your top four then what's your prediction Um. so I was a minute ago, try to load the Premier League table, and there it is now. Uh, I'm going to go for Man City. I think Man U only because there's only ten games left, and as long as they've got a few away, they'll probably be okay. Chelsea and Everton. Leicester to drop out. Everton, Everton have sneaked yeah. in from it. What about you, Sonny? Obviously the Chelsea maker because yeah, Tuchel's tricky blues. They'll stay in there. Um, I reckon I'll go Leicester. I don't like United. We'll go West Ham. They probably will get a United, but I'll go for. I'm not predicting them there. Uh, Eddie. Yeah, I think it's going to be City and then uh, Chelsea. I fancy them to keep on this week run. I think United are going to. I could see them slipping and slide. I could see them out of it, but I'll probably go yeah United and then I'll throw West Ham in there. I'm back the boys. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a wee bit rogue. I think. I think uh, Tuchel's magic's gonna wear off. I think Chelsea's gonna slide. Uh, it's gonna be. I think for me, City, City, Man United, West Ham, and Spurs sneaking in. Jose's magic at the end of the season. Bale coming in, scoring ten and ten. There we go. No chance. <laughs> uh, let's just go down to the to the bottom end of the table because it's got really interesting actually. For ages, it was looking like. Like Sheffield United, West Brom, and Fulham are gone. Like there wasn't really much of a fight, and then Fulham, Scotty Parker's turned it around. And I think Ed, I think Daniel and Sonny it was that episode where Daniel said Fulham are looking quite good, and we kind of all like, yeah, all right, whatever you mate. Wasn't wrong, the lads. Scott Parker's turned it around, and they've been they played some really nice football, like really nice football, and got results lately. I think they're only a point behind Newcastle. I think they're or they're level on points with them, um, and. Brighton aren't too far away. Brighton, the kings of expected goals, but can't actually score any actual goals. <laughs> uh, yeah. Level with uh, Brighton, Jazz. Are they level with Brighton? Newcastle. I mean, looking looking at those then, Mark, let's come to you, mate. What, do you think Fulham have... I mean, surely they've they, they, they got it what it takes to stay up right now. 
Yeah, the old league table on the phone is serving me well tonight. Um, <laughs> the, do you know the problem? I'd, see, you talk about managers as well. I think Brighton could be in trouble. Really like Graham Potter, but they just don't score. Like they just do not score goals. They create um, so much. Like they honestly create so many. Ch- it's mental how well they play. But what do you do if you're a manager and your team misses two penalties in the same game? <laughs> like, what? And I don't know. Did any of you see the? I, I've only seen, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I've only watched one Brighton game this season, and it was the one they lost against Aston Villa. That has to be the most one-sided loss I've ever seen in my life. How did they lose that? Like every time you looked up, they were oh that should be a goal. Two shots from Villa. So I, I think I think Brighton could be in trouble. I think Fulham will get out of it. The other two, yeah, you're right, they're gone. And you know what, Jazz, I love McBurney, but if you're up front, it's McBurney and <laughs> McBurney and Burke, well, you're going down. You're going down fast. Mate, put some respect on McAldrick's name. Come on. The big yeah. man. McAldrick's only good against the top six. <laughs> yeah. Guys go like, on record now and say, I think I might have to now be against McBurney. He is awful. <laughs> I, I can't keep defending him. He's sound, but he's, not to the football. He's so bad. You literally, like that, oh, the first one we did, you were all for Ollie McBurney's got something. Jazz, he's you must go better than anyone. Sometimes you have to die on the hill. You don't choose it, but you die on that hill. <laughs> he's garbage. Um, yeah, uh, Newcastle scare me there. Like, you watch them play. Jesus they, Christ, that is awful. They're, they're reeking of a team that's going down, in my opinion. You always get the vibe. and some, uh, yeah, Brighton have just been incredibly unlucky. That West Brom game where you're missing penalties and that free kick they scored, because the couldn't remember if he'd blown the whistle or not. And it's just <laughs> a shamble. I mean, they're the kind of things that, yeah, they're losing a few games. I still think they'll, they'll piece together a couple of results, but Newcastle, they look like they're just dropping. They're like... Fulham have got a bit of momentum. The other two are down, like you say, but I think Newcastle are in big trouble. And I think Southampton were lucky that they, they, they started off so well because what a disgraceful run they were on. They beat Liverpool and the, the, the manager's in tears, like screaming on the sideline. They didn't win a game until the other day. They've been a disgrace as well. They're, they're, they're lucky that it's such an uncompetitive league, otherwise they would have gone down. Um, I was waiting I, for you to bring out the Southampton slander. I was like, they, I they, love they, They've been dreadful. They've been dreadful. They went on that wee run at the start of the season, and it's been enough to keep them up this year. But mate, you know what turned it out is making those t-shirts, mate. Stop the count. Stop the count. Hi. What was that? Eleven games in. You're top of the yeah. league. Uh, yeah, that was that went down well. Then one and mix into what was it? <laughs> Since December, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but no, no gone. Sorry, Ed, Ed, earlier on you mentioned the Portsmouth manager surviving being four nothing down at twenty-two minutes. Should yeah. any manager survive two nine nothing defeats? Not in my opinion, no. But, uh, <laughs> I like him, but should like that doesn't look I mean, great. I, I don't, I know. Um, right now everyone's done it, but literally uh, in December again, I was looking at six or six, and like Sutton and Savage were like manager of the year. Like he's done a better job than anyone this year. All this kind of stuff. I would love to know their opinion of him now. That <laughs> they're on an absolute rancid run. But it was, it was kind of a case of Dings was carrying that team, wasn't he? I, I think that's pretty evident. Yeah, right? pretty, pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yes, uh, Sunny, Newcastle, Fulham, Brighton. What's your say, lad? I think Newcastle are going down. Yeah. Like as you say, like Brighton have been so like unlucky, and like eventually something's got to start going in. Like it is, it has to. And I really like Scott Parker doing a good job. I think he has the momentum. I know what our flatmate is a Newcastle fan, so I watch quite a lot of them. They are dreadful. <laughs> like really, really dull, really boring. 
Like Callum Wilson's injured at the moment. Like I think they're donezo. Yeah, well, my friend Daniel, who was on last time, he was I was chatting to him, and he was like, Newcastle have set up yet again with uh, five at the back and then three CDMs. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they've got one guy up top in Joel Linton who's not scored in about a year and a half. Um, yeah, they're done. I think they're, I think they're done. It would... I'd be very... Bruce shocked. needed to go earlier. Yeah. They've left too late. Even if they do get in someone, they might not. No. Uh, Ed, would you take Bruce at uh, Portsmouth after tonight? Uh, I'd take anybody. I'd take anybody <laughs> on this podcast. Over I'd take without a manager at this point. <laughs> but you're right. He, he needed to go earlier. They, they sat on it too long. And, and I think even a change at this point, yeah, what's it, 10 games to go, that's a, that's a tough task to try and turn it all around. They've, they've got boys out injured and they, they just have nothing to offer. They, they look dead and gone. They look dead in the water. It's just for, for Fulham to kind of accumulate a few more points and they'll be right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on your mark, sorry. No, I was going to say, Ed, I don't know if you know the team in Scotland, Greenwick Morton, but be careful yeah. what you miss for. They, this season, decided as part of the Corona COVID budget cuts that they would go without a manager. So, how they actually quite well to be fair. But <laughs> <laughs> I just think of it that they actually yeah, but they've had a they've got a squad where I'm not going about Morton because they are boring, but two interesting things with Morton, they're sponsored by millions and somehow they're that badly organised a club, bear in mind Championship Scotland, that they have started the season with one registered goalkeeper. <laughs> 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 I see why you think it's Tim Pot when you say that. Like, that's like that's like Sunday League stuff. What that literally is like Sunday League level shit. <sighs> Move on to the. We only have one debate question. It's something that I was thinking of just because the big man's retiring, and I want to see what your thoughts are because people are probably gonna. I don't know. I don't know how people. I don't know how you guys stand on this, but basically, uh, the question is: Is Sergio Aguero the Best striker in the Premier League since 1992. So since they got changed and everything to the new name, um, and my argument basically is I've watched, I watched the Premier League since 2001. So I've missed the early years of Alan Shearer and stuff, and he's regarded as one of the best because of his goals tally. Obviously, he has the most goals in the Premier League. Um, but having watched all the guys, I think what Aguero's done for Man City, the amount of goals he scored, I, I think he's got the best goals per game ratio in the Premier League era. Um, when you think of Man City, obviously you think oil money, fake fans, yeah, yeah, banter. But when you think of them, what they've built up from where you think of four players that built them to the place they are now, and you think of uh, Vincent Company, Ayatura, David Silva, and Aguero. Aguero wins them their first title, the last week of the game. Like the guy can do it in big spots, and I don't know. I just think I think he's very underrated for, even though everyone knows his class. I think he's still very underrated for what he's done um, in the Premier League. So that's my initial statement that I think Aguero is better than Wayne Rooney. Uh, has been better than Wayne Rooney, Luis Suarez, Alan Shearer. Like Thierry Henry wasn't really a striker, but maybe even like. So I'm not going to pay a minute because I think Thierry Henry is phenomenal. Um, so who wants who wants first go at, at this? Because I, I genuinely don't know how you guys all sit, sit on it. I'll, uh, I'll I'll jump in. I really like Aguero as well. I'm 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 similar with my opinion on him, but I don't I wouldn't say he's been the best. I really don't think he's been. He, he, obviously, his record speaks for himself, himself and huge spots he comes up with goals and. Uh, I know you've not included Thierry Henry, but Thierry Henry was going to be my counter-argument. I mean, watching him play 
coming down to Fratton Park and humiliating Portsmouth on a on a season by season basis. I, I just don't think Aguero really ever he was humiliating teams. He was just coming up with goals and he's an efficient striker, fair enough. Um, but Henri, I mean, how can you not say he's a striker? I don't, what, what well, he saying? was he was he was a left winger for quite a lot of his career, uh, right? He's forward, forward. I mean, they have, they have, so they have he's uh, Henri has the closest he has the second highest goals per game record in the Premier League. So Aguero has the best, and Henri just misses I think by like point zero zero one or something. So it's very similar, same amount of games, same amount of goals essentially. Um, and you could argue Henri played in what well, he played in the Invincibles team, right? He played in the best team, arguably that's been. Um, I just mm. think Aguero's he did what he did for that club. Uh, basically put them on the map. Yeah, with, but that doesn't make that goal. That No, I know, I know it doesn't. I doesn't. But I mean, he's got the goal stats to go with it. I think he's got, uh, he's got, he brought the club the first title. He managed to. I mean, people thought he was gone. Like they're like, oh, Pep's here. He's never going to play again for City. And he managed to adapt his game to suit Pep's yeah, style. He scored loads of goals for him as well. Like I don't know. I just think people underrate him. Because not not underrating the sense that people think he's crap, people think he's good, but they don't give him the respect I think that he deserves. Um, with what he's been able to achieve in such a what eight years, nine years now at Man City. Um, yeah, Sunny, any any takes? Um, I also like, Henri was going to be my counter argument as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd I'd say Henri is like the best like striker forward. He was still a striker really. Um. But then, yeah, I agree. Aguero, like, probably is slightly underrated, just because he is just someone that just well, he scored like the most hat tricks. He just scores goals all the time, and he's someone like I'd love to have at my club and stuff. And I, he's done it for so long. But then, I don't know if he's the greatest Premier League striker, because then you just, you can't like not mention Shearer in there because he's done like the same sort of thing, just scores a bucket load of goals. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, the only, the only reason I said that is because uh, for me, it was, obviously, it was at a quicker rate. Like, they're both, they're both I think Aguero and Shearer are very similar strikers where uh, they're not really that flashy, but it's their positioning and they're just able to just bang in goals. Yeah. Um, but then Shearer's doing it for like a not as great Newcastle side, and Aguero's uh, doing it for Pep, who's getting 100 points a season. <laughs> I guess. Like, it's, they're, both, they're both unbelievable. Like, both unbelievable yeah. but. And Mark, so I'll have your take before I go for the next bit. Uh, I was going to say exactly the same. Henry. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I would say Henry's a striker and I would pick him, but I really, really like Aguero. I think, uh, the underrated thing's hard. I think he's not played as. He could potentially have been the top scorer if he'd not been kind of patchy with injuries, which is unfortunate. Um, I think he'd been injured more than people realise. But yeah, I'd say with that, he's the only striker you can think of in that list that sort of adapted as much as he did. Because, like I said, like, um, Pep came in. Similarly, because sort of guy didn't run that much, just sort of poacher, and then changed to do what Pet wanted. So he would stay. Be interesting to see if he goes in the summer. Well, I thought he's he is pretty much confirmed to go. You know, I, I thought I thought I read that somewhere. Um, I but I seen yeah. that Barcelona were interested. But <laughs> why, why would you get rid of Suarez and get the who's because he's too old and stuff? And then get Aguero the year later. So um, I was gonna say the. That's it. So Suarez is a good mention because I, I think the only one I could think of, obviously the Sheer and Thierry Henry. So I wasn't thinking of Thierry Henry when I did this because I just assumed he was like a winger. Didn't really make like as a I don't know, number nine. Uh, but I was thinking Suarez in those two years in Liverpool, where 
obviously the one after the fighting gate where he came back like missed like five games or something and then still was like scored 31 goals and almost won the title and what might have been maybe the best striker performance I've seen in one season I just think Aguero's done it over a longer period of time um but if you had to rank them Sonny if you had to rank Aguero Suarez Rooney in the Premier League uh, what what way would you would you take them? Because I think Rooney also is one of those guys where he gets a lot of recency bias against him. Because obviously towards the end of his career he wasn't as good, but people forget from like two thousand and what three to about two thousand nine he was incredible, like absolutely incredible. So are you taking like longevity into it or not? Uh, well, we'll put it this way: if you if you at the Chelsea today, if you could have prime Rooney, prime Aguero, prime Suarez for one season, I'd go prime Suarez, prime Rooney, yeah. then prime Aguero. Me really? Probably yeah. Aguero third. Interesting. Yeah, Rooney really yeah. really definitely has recency bias. Like, he was incredible. He'd do everything. Like, he was rapid. He was just so good. But Suarez, that 13-14 year was uh, ridiculous. Like, so, so good. Aguero is, like, kind of a strange one because what what is prime Aguero? Like, he's kind of always been the same player. And I know he's t- changed his style a little bit, but he, he comes up with goals and... He scores goals. There's a huge difference between like prime Suarez was almost yeah, unplayable, so. pretty much. So, yeah, yeah. Almost yeah. won a season by a, a league by himself. Uh, those goals he was scoring from the halfway line and everything. Yeah, uh, he, made, he made Daniel Sturridge the competent. Exactly. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I think I think you're missing off one name off this list has not been taken into account. Don't even that's say. Y- <laughs> Put some respect on the name. The boy was scoring goals for poor Portsmouth team. Um, so when I was looking at the list actually of like top goals for it, J- Jermaine Defoe popped up in the top ten. I was like, what? Like the man's just been around <laughs> for so long. He's still going strong. Still um, yeah, Mark. What were you? The top three? Would you? Would you go? Would you agree with Sunny? Do you think it's uh, really Suarez, Aguero? I think so. Uh, do you something else to consider? Out of those three, Luis Suarez was the only one to congratulate Rangers on their title on Instagram, so he <laughs> might well just have bumped himself up to number one for me. Uh, I think you knew you were coming on, mate, so yeah. you, wanted that, you wanted this vote badly. Um, I don't know, I really, really like Suarez. I, he would love, would he love or hate this Premier League now with Norwich in it one season out of the next, because he's scored about three or four a game against Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd maybe go Suarez, Aguero, Rooney, only because your point of Henri, uh, Rooney's a hard one. What position? I wouldn't say he's an out-and-out striker. He so was, he's... right? At the start of his career, he was from 04 to about 07, 08, he was an out-and-out striker. Number eight when he signed for Man U. Mm. If you want to take... I, I know it doesn't matter, I'm kidding, but like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, see, when he scored that volley, the angry volley against Newcastle, that didn't yeah. was, wasn't coming from a striker's position there. I, I, that, that's why, same as you didn't put Henri, that's why I would have yeah. Rooney third, only because I would have him as less of a striker than the other two. So Suarez, Aguero, Rooney. Suarez, Aguero. Fair enough, fair enough. I, think, I think Suarez is really underrated. Uh, in the world anyway I think again not in a sense that I think people think he's shit people think he's good but they don't put the respect that he deserves uh, I think there was some stat recently where I think he's the only one apart from Messi or something to have a higher goals per assist than games played or something um, and people whenever they talk about the best strikers in the world put Harry Kane's name before Suarez and I'm just sitting there like look I love Harry Kane but 
put some respect on the name. Um, do you think? Uh, do you think? Do you think Harry Kane could potentially beat those records? Like, is on the goal scoring, on the goals per game ratio, he's right up there with Kane, uh, with um, Henri and Aguero. Obviously, by sounds of it, he's going to be an idiot to Spurs for a lot of his career, which means he'll play in the Premier League. Do you think he could maybe maybe beat Alan Shearer's two sixty, whatever it is? Depends on how long Jose Mourinho stays there. <laughs> if he's got anything to say to 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 to, to add to it, then it's going to be uh, no because they just don't score enough goals. They don't play. And imagine having Bale, Son, and Kane like in a free-flowing kind of winning games four-three and just going forward. So I, I would say yes because his finishing is unbelievable. But I, I, no, I don't think so. Uh, I, not not with the way they're playing at the moment. And Josie's probably not getting sacked. So next few years would be a bit of a write-off. But but you never know. You never know. How, how many? What's he up to now? How far is he away? Um, no, I think he's like 150 oh. or something, something like that. He's, he's like 110 off or something like that. 110 and 20 off. Because Shearer has a lot. But he's quite ass. young. Mm. And he, he's scoring a 20, 25 a season. So, what, four or five years? He's 100 off. He's 100 off. Yeah. So, exactly. So, like, yeah, that's that's feasible. Yeah. He's not staying that fit, though. He get, he's, There's a lot of injuries at the moment. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. for a while he was definitely going to get there, but now he's... Because he's made a glass. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that is that is kind of true. Uh, do you think if I put Harry Kane in that argument, which I don't think he is, just now with that Suarez, Aguero, where would you rank him out of all those guys? In in your personal opinion, so Aguero, Rooney, Agu- yeah, Aguero, Rooney, Suarez, Kane, is he fourth for all you guys in that list? Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's in the worst team. I don't know. I, Kane's a bit underrated as well. Maybe like, he needs to leave Tottenham if he wants to make the most of his career. Because he he cannot be a player like think compared to Gerrard never winning a league. Kane can't be a player that never wins any trophy. He's far too good to never win anything. He won the Audi Cup, mate. He won, uh, won the what? Sorry, <laughs> the Audi Cup is a pre-season <laughs> tournament. Um, Scotland won the current <laughs> Cup. That doesn't count either. <laughs> Hey, at League Cup, they might beat City, you never know. Uh, but no, I, I, completely, I completely agree with you. I, I think he needs to... Where would you go? Like uh, the only City. Place, He'd be yeah. good at City, I think. Yeah, but City... Or, yeah, uh, Man, I was going to say Man U, I've always thought he, he just looks like a Man U player, I think. Like, yeah, he the, the look yeah. of him, but then they they don't seem to play like that because Lukaku's incredible I think he's another one you could maybe mention Ooh. I, I really like Lukaku I think he's an <laughs> absolute unit um, but yeah he didn't work out man you know he scored a lot of goals so you yeah. need to be careful if you're Kane and pick the right next team if you are going to leave Tottenham or stay and be a proper to, I think he's got to leave but I just don't think he will which will be pretty I don't think he will no I don't think How he old will is he? he's older than I think he is all the time I think he's, yeah, he's 27 yeah he's 27 yeah Still in his prime. How much um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I hope he doesn't leave, obviously. I, I, him and Son are too good for that club, though. Like, they're too good for that club. Uh, which is, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to think about what would happen if they both left. Like, it would generally be, like, 13th, 14th in the league. Um, we're going to wrap it up. We've been chatting for ages, and I know... Uh, how's the Pompey game started, Ed? Is, is it looking good? Uh, no, it's not looking good. It's new. It's new. nil Um... <laughs> one of the worst nine minutes I've ever seen in my life. 
That is good for you, I thought, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, for both teams, though. That's the sad, oh, okay. sad part, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, so I do, I, do, I do want to wrap it up. And one of the last things I want to ask you guys before we go is the the Aubameyang Kane debate that every Spurs and Arsenal fan seems to have. And my, our, our good friend Chris loves to say Aubameyang is like the best striker in the league. And it's been nice telling him this year that he's actually crap. But where do you stand on it? Uh, just quick, a quick minute, Aubameyang or Kane? I don't really know what Aubameyang is like. He he's such a strange player. You look at what's happening this season, and uh, well, I, I I don't think there's a much of a comparison now. It's Kane for me. Um, he's a more reliable player, and uh, Aubameyang seems to have all the talent in the world, but then it just seems to have fallen to pieces this year. It's a strange one. Sorry. Um, I think Kane is much better, like all-round striker. Yeah. I think um, Saturday was underrated, but then like coming last in that list, but I don't think it's too bad being behind the list of prime Aguero, um, Rooney, yeah. and Suarez. But yeah, I think he's I, much better than Aubameyang as an all-round striker, yeah. all-round player. The stat that Rooney keeps bringing up is that Aubameyang scored more goals than anyone in the league since he's joined the league, which which is like fair enough. Like that uh, stat. I mean, stats sometimes lie. I've learned, but like. Nah, stats never lie. Kane's obviously been injured as well at that time. Uh, Mark, what about you as a kind of closet Arsenal fan? Yeah, um, it's a hard one. Um, <laughs> see, the only thing though, I thought Aubameyang scored not too many at the like went quite a long while at the start of the season without scoring, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And then he's got nine now. Don't know how many are penalties, so it's not horrendous. It's not <laughs> as bad as it sounds, um, but. He's, yeah, I, who, I can't remember if it was Ed that said he didn't know what Aubameyang is. I sort of agree with that. Just wh- why does he score so much? No real reason. Yeah. Um, fast. That'd be a one-word description of Aubameyang. Well, the, what was the um, the the famous AFTB quote, which I'll end the podcast on, where the where the guy was like, "I don't want to cast Aubameyang, but he's just a light-skinned Danny Welbeck." And I thought that was fast. <laughs> that was an unbelievable <laughs> quote. <laughs> A light-skinned Danny Welbeck. I think that's the biggest insight you could give anyone. Um, but honestly, I think I'm going to wrap it up now, boys. It's been going on for a while. Uh, pleasure having you all on. love having Sonny and Mark talking Jairs and Chelsea. And I'm sure I'll get you boys back on. Uh, this one, Eddie. Eddie. Well, that's, that's one, that's one no Sunderland. Yeah. Sloppy, <laughs> sloppy defending from the corner with one up now. This could be four or five. Yeah, Ed, Ed, obviously, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Well, we can talk about who should replace Kenny Jacket in our next podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for joining, and that is the end of the Fitty Podcast. Cheers. Cheers.